Here's everything you might have missed in the Ms. Marvel finale. Welcome back, you Marvel maniacs, to our weekly breakdown of Ms. Marvel. The epic, heartfelt season finale included some major revelations with huge implications for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, to talk about this stuff in depth, we have to spoil what happens in Ms. Marvel. So if you're the kind of person that thinks that spoilers are haram, then leave now before it's too late. Oh my god! I had no idea! Otoba! <laughs> okay, let's get into it, shall we? Let's start with the biggest revelation of the entire episode. Kamala Khan might be the descendant of Jin from the Nord Dimension, but she's not an inhuman like in the comics. Rather, as Bruno discovers, she has a genetic mutation. What do you mean? Now, in case that wasn't clear enough, the stylized X-Men 97 theme that accompanies this revelation confirms that Kamala Khan is in fact the second official mutant in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, Black Widow actor Olivier Richter's claimed that his character Ursa was the first mutant in the MCU, modeled after the Soviet mutant Ursa Major from the comics, but that seems like it's just his head canon. The first was Professor X and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but due to some unexpected psychic chiropractic by Scarlet Witch, <laughs> Kamala seems to be the only other confirmed mutant at this point in time. Whatever it is, it's just gonna be another label. Now, the bigger question is whether those waves of Nor energy radiating off Comron during the showdown with Damage Control could function as a stand-in for the Terrigen Mists that swept Jersey City in the comics. Now, in those stories, the aftermath of the Terrigen Bomb activated latent genes in Kamala and others like Comron, which gave them inhuman powers. So perhaps this burst of energy could have a similar effect on those with mutant DNA. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but it feels just as plausible as the theory about the radiation waves emitting from the snaps of the Infinity Gauntlet, which would yield a bumper crop of mutant babies. Rubber baby mutant baby bumper. <laughs> anyway, back to damage control for a moment. They seem like they're about to become majorly important in ongoing phases of the MCU as this world's resident cape cops. And not just because they went from cleaning up a grocery store after an attack in Spider-Man Homecoming to blowing up one in Ms. Marvel. With Damage Control's access to highly advanced weaponry designed to take out enhanced individuals, and their zero qualms about attacking children, they seem like they're in a prime position to become the X-Men's recurring antagonists. And while we've speculated previously that S.W.O.R.D. might be building Sentinels back in the WandaVision days, now it seems likelier that the extreme elements in Damage Control like Deaver could lead to creation of these mutant murder bots. Or maybe Deaver will take her talents over to S.W.O.R.D. because they need some new corrupt leadership after Hayward went wayward. Have fun in prison! And there are tons of other Easter eggs in this episode too, like the scene preceding Kamala's mutant revelation. We see her sitting on a lamppost looking across the Hudson River towards New York City. And this is a direct visual homage to Adrian Alfono's cover art for Ms. Marvel number five. Earlier in the episode Inside the Hero Card, a sign confirmed that this show takes place in 2025 after the events of recent entries like Multiverse of Madness, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. It's no surprise that the QR code in the Hero Card leads to a free copy of 2014's Ms. Marvel number 19 because this episode brings so much of that specific issue to life. We get many parallel moments like Muniba having a heartfelt moment with Kamala and supporting her superhero dream, Zoe and Kamala becoming friends, Kamala apologizing to Nakia for keeping her powers a secret, Kamala breaking Bruno's heart, and it all largely takes place at Cole's academic high school. The episode also closes the loop on the season-long gag of Kamala trying out increasingly terrible superhero names like Nightlight and Light Girl. Nightlight. 
Oh my god! Kamala has a deep-seated branding problem. Even the damage control agents that Kamala checks in on mid-fight call her Nightlight much to her disgust. You okay? Uh, yes, Miss Nightlight. No, not that name. Thankfully though, Papa knows best and Yusuf reveals to Kamala the meaning of her name. In Arabic, it means perfect, but in Urdu, it's closer to Marvel. And then he dubs her Ms. Marvel, which Kamala is just thrilled about because of its connection to Captain Marvel, her idol. In the comics, Kamala's superhero name was an homage to Carol Danvers' alter ego, but here it's an unexpected surprise for Kamala, but just perfect because of her die-hard fandom. I share the same name as Carol freaking Danvers. I don't know who that is. Anyway, speaking of Carol Danvers, let's talk about this episode's post-credit scene. While in her room, Kamala's bangle starts glowing with pinkish-purple energy. And then suddenly, Kamala disappears sucked into another dimension, only to reveal that she's somehow swapped places with... Captain Marvel herself, Carol Danvers. And while Carol is mostly freaked out by Kamala's intense level of fandom, she should be even more freaked out by the implications of what just happened. In the comics, Kamala originally shapeshifted to look like Carol when she first got her powers, but here they quite literally swapped places in the universe. And that basically confirms that Kamala's Nordimension bangle is the MCU's version of the Negabands from the comics. Now, way back in Captain Marvel number 16, the original Captain Marvel, the Kree warrior Marvel, found himself trapped inside the negative zone until longtime superhero sidekick Rick Jones found a pair of negabands on Earth. Upon using them, Rick swapped places with Marvel, creating an indelible bond between these two. So it seems like this plotline could wind up playing a major role in the Marvels, which will feature Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and the newly powered up Monica Rambeau. Even the visual effects on the bangles seem to line up with the comic representations of the Negabands. Now consider as well that the Nordimension bangle was discovered by the clandestines in a temple belonging to the Ten Rings. The bangle also calls to mind the actual Ten Rings artifacts that are now in Shang-Chi's possession. In the mid credit scene of that movie, it was confirmed they are sending out a beacon from someplace beyond the bounds of our universe. And while it's potentially multiversal in nature, more likely it's an extra-dimensional signal potentially connected to wherever we find Kamala now. The question then becomes... Where exactly did Kamala go? Is she in the Nord dimension? And if so, is it that creepy purple world that she glimpsed back at AvengerCon in episode one? Is she in the negative zone? Are they gonna explain the negative zone in this universe? Is it the quantum realm? Phase four's introduced so many realms and universes, it can be a bit difficult to keep track of everything. But for now, it seems like that she has swapped places with Carol Danvers entirely, which means that Kamala is most likely in way over her head in some kind of intergalactic conflict. For now, all we do know is that Kamala is out there somewhere waiting to return. I'm so sorry, I have to deal with this. As series creator Bisha K. Ali told Deadline, it will all be revealed in the movie. I was excited to help set up all these riddles for you guys that will lead into the movie where the story continues. Moving on, during the high school battle, we see a familiar Easter egg, a class president campaign poster referencing Dustin Barry, who works in the show's art department. We also see that Damage Control has apparently appropriated even more Stark Industries technology beyond the drones that Edith controlled in Spider-Man Far From Home. And while those blue energy rifles are capable of non-lethally taking down enhanced individuals, the large car-mounted cannon appears to be very similar to the Stark Sonic cannon that was used against the Hulk in 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Of course, these weapons ultimately prove to be no match for Kamala, who finally says her comic book catchphrase... Say the line, Bart! And begin. Yay! 
She covers herself in a suit of hard light armor and takes out basically everyone who stands in her way. Of course, the best defense of all is seeing the community take a page out of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies and rally behind Kamala both in person and online after she saves the day. We also get a number of fun Easter eggs in TikTok form in this episode too. During Zoe's initial call for help, she uses the popcorn popcorn hashtag referencing her song that Agent Cleary pretended to like and that the clandestine Autumn unironically liked. Popcorn, 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 popcorn. While we get another appearance by Kamala's school counselor, Mr. Wilson, named for Ms. Marvel co-creator G. Willow Wilson, we also get an actual cameo by G. Willow Wilson herself under the username The Real GWW. Her line, she looked so familiar, is both a wink and a nod to the fact that she helped bring this character to life and was Kamala's original writer. Later on, we see a user with the name Master Paul 616 referencing the Marvel Universe's comic book designation of Earth 616. This is a term that was recently applied to the MCU in Multiverse of Madness. Our universe is 838, and we've designated yours 616. The Earth 616 designation was given to the main MCU reality by the people of Earth 838, the Illuminati universe, and that has created a bit of a division in the fandom, especially with series star Iman Vellani. Now, during the Ms. Marvel press tour, Iman Vellani took Marvel head honcho Kevin Feige to task. Speaking with Deadline, she said that the MCU isn't Earth-616, but rather Earth-199999. The MCU was given this particular designation in 2008's official handbook of the Marvel Universe A through Z, Volume 5, and it became a popular term in fandom until Multiverse of Madness threw a spanner in the works. This universe sucks. Of course, with that said, the Earth-616 designation has been hinted at previously by known liar Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home, as well as on Dr. Selvig's Blackboard in Thor The Dark World, and on a film strip in Loki reading ETH-616. So folks, unfortunately the debate rages on, but at least we have Master Paul's sweet moves to comfort us in the meantime. As for other subtle details, one of the title cards reads Established 2014, referencing Kamala's first run in the comics. The school emblem, on the other hand, reads Established 1979, which is when the first volume of Captain Marvel ended. When Bruno and Kamran don their silly haram and halal hats as disguises, it's actually a tongue-in-cheek nod to one of the MCU's most enduring tropes. Very recognizable people thinking they're undercover simply by virtue of wearing a baseball cap. Looking at you, Steve Rogers. It's not a disguise, Hank. We look like ourselves at a baseball game. Kamran's powers still seem out of control, but maybe Kareem and the Red Daggers can help. When Kamala calls Kareem for help, the Red Dagger's map seems to be tracking Nordimension activity in a different part of the world than we saw previously in Episode 4. And last but not least, Nakia's line to Bruno and Kamala as they peel out in Kamran's car is a double-layered reference. Not only is it structurally invoking Mean Girl's classic line, Get in, losers, we're going shopping, but it also calls to mind the Avengers' infamous meal following the Battle of New York. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That is everything we spotted in the Ms. Marvel finale. For even more deep dives into the implications of this episode, its mid-credit scene, and what it means for the future of the MCU, well, guess what? We've got you covered over on Nerdist.com. For now, though, tell us, what did you think of the Ms. Marvel finale? Did you spot anything that we missed? And do you have any other lingering questions? Do you even like British Bake Off? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.